episode three of Dystopian Podcast. And um, what's it called? Dystopian Hot Dog. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Right, so it's me and you. Um, a couple of weeks ago in the first podcast, mm-hmm. you mentioned your ass, so I think I think that's where I'd like to start. How, how is it, mate? Do you know your halo done? Yeah. Well, if anyone didn't listen to the first podcast, I had um, what's known, commonly known, or uncommonly known as a halo, a hemorrhoid artery ligation operation. And why would you have one of them? Well, it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, God, obviously. Yeah, I've, been, I've been having I've been having some arth problems. I don't need to go too much into the gr- grim detail, but I've been oh. having a few troublesome toilet visits, and it started like that. And I thought I could sort of ride out the storm, as it were. It turned out things needed to be done. Riding out the storm is Internally. quite appropriate. Mm. Yeah, but you've had it done, and I think the news is good, isn't it? The news is good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've got a new lease of life downstairs now. Toilet visits less troublesome. There's a few side effects I am now breaking wind more often and often it's involuntary that is going that's a downside isn't it well not for me I mean it, but for other people around me yeah I mean the, the kids find it quite funny yeah. Barney's gonna love that who would who would prefer that your youngest Barney or the eldest Eloise they'll both find degrees of humor in it Barney though Barney. Bar- Barney. My money was Barney. straight away on Barney. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He's, but, you know, everyone loves a bit of toilet humour. Where, where it wasn't as fun was um, on a recent trip to Cyprus, where I was just gone in through the airport, about to go through security control, realised that I'd forgotten I had a bottle of water in my hand luggage. And I was prompted to this realisation by the woman behind me who bent down to attend to her bag. I then bent down in front of her in the queue and went off right. loudly and unfortunately because of the positioning right in her face oh. the kid in front of me in a Celtic shirt young lad found it incredibly amusing I turned around wondering how I was going to sort of package it up whether I should talk to her about the operation and she wasn't having any of it she just looked very disdainfully at me yeah. if you can picture it have you seen the film um, uh, what's that film called that German film which is terrible where they all sort of bent down and sewed together. Human centipede. I was just testing you, but clearly you have seen. Yeah, it. because I was thinking when you said the little lad in front with a Celtic shirt, mm. I thought you were. Well, I thought you can still find it funny, but I thought you were going to say he saw it his cue to bend over mm. and and drop one off as well. <laughs> so then there's just. I created a chain reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could you could be. You could have turned around to the woman behind and gone, oh, well, I thought that's what you were doing. I was just being polite mm. where I'm from. This is what we do. You could have totally blamed it on her. Ah, oh, you see, I didn't have that thought you didn't process. Think that quick. No. Your brain wasn't working as quick as your ass, was <laughs> Clearly it? Clearly not. Sorry, hang on, going back a step, did you did you did you contemplate taking her through the whole well, process of telling her you'd have a halo? Listen, a, if a it bomb was operation. A, I did contemplate because it was a situation I couldn't escape from because I've got to go with the pace of the conveyor belt. Something had to be said. Um, in the end I just apologised. And, and, and the involuntary guffs that you're releasing, mm. are they just guffs or have they got an odour as well? Oh no, they've got an odour, yeah. Oh, no. Well, they haven't, they haven't cured that, have they? they <laughs> no, imagine that operation. They'd be, imagine the surgeon who could create the fresh air fart. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a plug-in. If they put a plug-in in your anus, yeah. like a glade, and, the, and so you actually, you're still farting, but, but it's going through a sort of filter and it's coming out 
lavender and chamomile. Why haven't Anne Summers and Glade teamed up? I can't believe we just have these ideas and, mm. and not put them forward as genuine proposals for business. business. You'd only need a butt plug, wouldn't you? Yeah. Little filter system on the end. Yeah. There's already a lot of warmth in the anal canal. Would mm. there potentially be a place to put an oil in there and the oil, like as a suppository, mm. so you put the butt plug up there and the suppository, mm -hmm. and then there's some, I don't know how, but there's somehow some fusion there. We can't light it though. No, 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 you don't have to light it. The heat from the anal canal. Oh, I see. That's creates, creates the heat. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. We've started off very arse heavy on this, haven't we? Mm, imagine that. Yeah, I'll tell you what else, what else happened to me on that flight. Come on. I was um, sat next to an actual giant. Okay. How do you know? There were a few giveaway signs. Yeah, height is always the first thing to look for, isn't it? Generally speaking. But a giant isn't a term. What? I know you get giants in fairy tales, but you don't get them in real life. You just get tall well, people, don't you? No. So what's the point where he, that he becomes a giant? Seven foot two. As if he was seven foot two. Honestly, was he that tall? I didn't measure him, obviously. I didn't measure him. That would have been weird. Did you do any gags? What's the weather like? Oh, do you know what? I just... Uh, well... You I, wanted to, didn't in you? In the end, I was doing... You old school entertainer, you. But, but what I was doing was... I found myself just staring at him, which I know is a, t I know it's a yeah. terrible... Thing. I know I, I'm only tutting, though, mate, because I know I'd do the same. Because we're the same person, to a large degree. I, yeah. I know I'd do exactly the same. But then I was trying to... I was finding excuses to look to the left just to sort of go. Well, that, well hang on. Did you did you have the aisle seat? Yeah, I was in. You didn't big... offer up your aisle seat to the giant. No. What a selfish bastard! <laughs> just a normal civilian. You got an actual fucking. <laughs> but. So so you so you're just there, and and you so you're enjoying the aisle seat, and you're even looking to your left to look at him. What I've done? Is he not I've looking at you to say you're right there, yeah, short ass? Mm. <laughs> I'll put a leg out like that. Just to sort of, just see what he did. And what did he do? He couldn't do fuck all. He was, he was sandwiched in behind the bloke. He, he spent the whole flight in the brace position, didn't he? Pretty much. <laughs> Poor big bastard. And, do you know as well, it was, it was a third party flight because I, I was working for uh, Tui. It used to be Thompson's. And yeah, they yeah. did that clever branding where they put, we cross the T's, dot the I's, we'll put you in the middle. Is Brilliant. that what it means? Do you not know that? I didn't have any... I've seen the Tui thing, and I saw that it looked like a familiar font. The Tottenham, Tottenham sponsor for a while, Tui. Um, I don't think so. I do. Okay. <laughs> That's why Let's you not said fall it. out about it. That's why I did it. We can't fall out about the sponsorship of Tottenham Hotspur. But... I had no idea that that's what Tui meant. Mm. So dotting the no dotting the ties, <laughs> dotting the eyes, crossing the T's, yeah. and a what in the middle? Putting you in the middle. Oh, that fuck is. off! And with Ryanair, which is not good for the giant, because you're even. I thought that was the name of the giant. Sorry, <laughs> that would be a good name for him, <laughs> Ryanair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pillar. But at the end of the flight, right. If anyone's ever flown on Ryanair, they land, yeah, and then they play this. Thank you for flying Ryanair. 
Last year, over 90% of our flights arrived on time. We hope you enjoyed yours, and we look forward to welcoming you on board again soon. Ryanair. Low fares, made simple. Quite dramatic, isn't it? Except, we were 45 minutes late. Oh. And also, the, tr the, the triumphant nature of that jingle, it creates in me the feeling that occasionally they don't get everyone home with no casualties. I can imagine the pilots <laughs> high-fiving going, da, 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 da. We've fucking done it! Jim, we're here and no one's died. Even the giant survived. Anyway, Marv, how's your week gone? Week's been all right. First week of the summer holidays with the children. Mm -hmm. Think back to 30 years ago, when you were 11 or 12, how much you were looking forward to the summer holidays as an actual child. Oh, it was the dream, wasn't Jesus it? Christ, what a time. But now, 30 years on, it's just total trepidation, isn't it? Nightmare. Utter nightmare. We're both fathers of two. I know where you're going with this. Oh, seven weeks. Six, yeah. Six and a half weeks. Yeah. And, you know, we love our children like, like anyone does. And we don't want to do that thing where we're two blokes moaning about life because we've got two healthy, beautiful kids and we've got a decent life. Because that would be a nonsense thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. But we both did the same thing, didn't we? First, first day of the holidays, where can we go where I don't have to talk to them? Cinema. Incredibles 2. Yeah. Good film, enjoyed it. I, I I enjoyed it. I think it's worth going to watch as well because McIntyre makes an appearance and there's, there's, a, there's a short film. You, know, you The listener will have seen this sometimes. When you go to watch a Disney film, they play a little like, a, a little short. Yeah, it's beginning. usually quite arty, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Five or ten minutes. Something that could never last a feature length because yeah. everyone would switch off. Mm -hmm. It's a bit Channel 4 and it? it's a bit kind of alternative. It was, it was quite good though. Go on, anyway. Yeah, this thing looked like it was, it was set in the Far East, wasn't it? Yes. And the mum... Mm. was the double of McIntyre. Yeah, and I can't believe, you, you told me that this morning, I can't believe I didn't pick up on it, because I immediately went, of course it was. The absolute double. And I wanted to get my phone out, which I'd been a good lad, and I'd switched it off, but I wanted to switch my phone back on so I could take a photograph of it within there. Mm. But I thought, if I start taking photographs of it, I'm going to feel a hand on my shoulder, mm -hmm. which will be asking me to leave. Because mm, it gets frowned upon that stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. But the film itself was good. And um, quick question for you. Mm. The guy who played Frozone. Yeah. Who was the actor? Oh, it was Samuel L. Jackson. All day long, wasn't it? It must have been though. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were yeah, going to yeah. tell me it wasn't. Yeah. No, no. I just thought that they've gone, they've gone Jackson now. Yeah. They? But he made no attempt whatsoever to hide the fact that he's Samuel L. Jackson, did uh, he? Has he done that in any any other film? Not at all. It was, the guy from Reservoir Dogs was suddenly blasting yeah, ice all over the shop with the Incredible Travolta. Yeah, yeah, he just wasn't effing in this one, was he? <laughs> True. Did you like? I I think you liked the film more than I did. I'm I sensitive. did. I enjoyed it. We I went... thought it was good, but do you know, I thought it was it was lacking in a bit of um, a bit of adult humour. I don't mean that. I don't mean... You wanted Jackson to be no. blasting brains out, and I just wanted a, a gag fine over the top for the parents. Who were funding the whole experience, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, that's not cheap, is it? 27 quid for the tickets, £3 for my coffee, 6 quid for popcorn. Ridiculous. I get it, and again, I'm not moaning about it, right. because I, I, know, I know that that's what you've got to pay, 
but why six quid for popcorn? What is the margins? What are the margins that they're making on that? It's crazy, isn't it? If any, if any listeners have got the answers, we can, you know, that could be our next business as well. Mm. When, you, when, when we're doing, because no one likes a fart at a cinema, so we hand out the book plugs mm-hmm. and the arse fresheners as you're walking into the cinema, mm-hmm. and we do a pop, bit of popcorn thrown in cheaper than what they're going to sell it inside. I'm not sure we'll get permission to sell popcorn at the front of the cinema. <laughs> do you reckon? I reckon. We might not. And it's how do you pair that up as a as an attractive purchase combo? Well, it's been done before, hasn't it? Has it? No. The butt butt plug. I still gotta stop calling it a butt plug actually. Yeah, it's... because that's an actual thing. It, yeah. What, what we're struggling with is a name for our new product. Yeah. Do you know what we made the mistake of? Well, our first ever visit to the cinema, we allowed the kids to have pick and mix. Oh, massive! What a dick. So now every time, every visit now, it's part of the ritual. It's popcorn. Slush, pick and mix. You know, it's kid paradise. But it's so heavy on the wallet that... You don't still let them do it, do you? What? You still let them do that. Look at you. I'm angry. You're angry by proxy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm angry at you if you're still doing that. We are still doing that. For fuck's sake. But that's what I'm saying. We've established it now. So as soon as we go into the cinema, the kids run off towards the, the pick and mix. You talk about the margin on popcorn. Where the margin on pick and mix? I'm, 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 I the can't believe pro- that you're still, they're not going to they're not going to cut the prices if if I'm going to say it, if knobheads like you carry on doing that we've fallen out a bit over this we have a bit let's get it back my we just took we just took um, I had eight slices left on a Terry's chocolate orange which I'd eaten while watching the golf on Sunday you took it in took it in because I I took a satchel took my man bag okay. which had um, some fruit pastels in it. Uh-huh. left over from home Terry's chocolate orange left over from home drinks Robinson's summer fruits in there mm-hmm. I've saved myself minimum five quid there yeah, six you quid have. you have actually but then they still stung me on the popcorn I was angry about that but you do the whole lot yeah, well we're going to change it we're, we're going we're gonna to have to bring in some rules for it because uh, also what they do they have a bag system and a cup system and the cup is a standard price so you've got to fill it to the top what really pissed me off more than anything Barney comes back with a three-quarter full cup. The bag's done by weight. I wouldn't have had an issue if that was in the bag. Yeah. But make full use of that. Don't leave yeah. that much at the top. No. What a little prick. So we, we went back to the... I uh, hope you called him that as well. He saw it in the eyes. Yeah, he saw it in your eyes. We went back and we, I was I was pressing it down with a palm of my hand, squashing the fudge right at the bottom. Because that's yeah. the benefit of the cup. If you're a fudge fan, always go cup. Yeah. Do you, do you put the fudge as the foundation at the bottom or do you put it at the top so it weighs it all down? Ideally, like, you do a skip. Uh, well, the best advice would be to do a Jenga of fudge at one side and then sort of pack round the fudge with uh, with a softer fruit base sweet, yeah. like, like like a sour cherry. The dummies, what I tend to do, is you can, you can put the uh, stem of the dummy through the hole and, and then create a smaller space. Right. There's a, there's a comedian called Scott Bennett who's, who's brilliant, and he won't be listening to it, but if on the off chance he does, I'm just going to butcher a bit that you have. But Scott, I won't go fully into it, but he does a thing about um, his, his dad's, his dad Roy, he's from Barnsley actually, is he? his approach to a carvery. 
Okay. And it's all about building the carvery, yeah. which you have as a base. Yeah. You have your parsnips that you stick in vertically into the carrot mash. Yeah. So you basically, it's almost like you build a structure. Yeah. Your carvery ends up being a structure. Amazing. Amazing. And you're basically hinting at the same thing. I had a similar so thing. So you're both from Barnsley, aren't you? you see? <laughs> is there a link here? There's a massive link. Of course there is. I had a similar thing at Pizza Hut. You remember when Pizza Hut was popular? Yeah, yeah. But is Pizza Hut still going? Just about, it's sort of clinging on. But that was that was the place to eat pizza, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Don't know, Domino's. There, you you get a salad bowl, you get a free salad, don't you? Yeah. A similar thing there. Pasta base in first. Then you'd perhaps um, you certainly won't go lettuce. Lettuce is, is is for the top. Yeah. So you want your pasta in first. Get a heavy foundation at the bottom. Build up through the middle. But then when you when when the bowl is pretty edging towards full sauce of your choice round the outside this is crucial that acts as the cement then you go cucumber dotted all the way around the bowl thus increasing the circumference of the area right so you've actually now you, you've done them yeah you can from that point on go for your life whatever you want the number of ideas we're providing to the general public today what a service what, what a service Oh, we didn't mention Elastigirl. Oh, yeah, attractive. Once both have the same feeling. Yeah, that's what kept me in actually. Very attractive. Yeah, very attractive. You can imagine Elastigirl having a very successful Instagram account, can't you? Oh, massive. She'd have followers, would she? Yeah. Was it the hips for you then? Was it the hourglass shape and then out at the hips and then back in? I think I think they definitely they've definitely followed the Instagram thing. The modern thing with. It's the bomb, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of bomb things going on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think it was... Again, um, good for our, for our business. Yeah, definitely good for our business. She, Well, she's the perfect person to promote our business. Mm. A, she's a superhero. Mm-hmm. People look up to her. Mm. If she promotes the, the fragrant butt plug, we're millionaires by this time next year, comfortably. Yes. But um, uh, again, in the modern climate, they've made her the superhero, aren't she? Yeah. And the dad's at home doing yeah, all that. But also, making out that the dad can't do it at home for comedy purposes. Mm. As a dad who spends time at home with the kids, not making quite as much of a fuck-up as Mr Incredible, I found that offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was unerringly accurate. Yeah, I want to set up a dad's me too because of that. Do you? Despite, despite the accuracy, I still want to feel like I was triggered. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was in my safe space. <laughs> I've just been struggling with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Have you had any more perverted fascinations with animated characters, aside from Elastigirl? Elastigirl and the one from uh, Roger Rabbit. What was her name? Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit was going out with the... Who was not Roger Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit. Remember Jessica Rabbit? She wasn't. She wasn't with Roger. Rabbit. She was with Roger Rabbit. It was. It was the equivalent of Kermit pulling Miss Piggy. Because even though she's technically a pig, which is a derogatory term for a woman who's deemed to be not attractive in uh-huh. some men's eyes. Yeah. I thought Miss Piggy was quite attractive. Oh, undoubtedly. I thought Kermit yeah. was punching above his weight. Yeah, I'd agree. In the same way, not only was not only was he punching above his weight, she's a human. Mm. He's gone next level to Kermit. Can you remember what she looks like? No, not particularly. Right. Let's try and find a picture of her while we're talking. So, it, so I've got Jessica Rabbit. Who have you got? Um, well, it's also bunny-based, actually. So, oh, no, I do remember her. 
though. Just for the sake of the listener, Barney's just... Sh- Not Barney. Barney. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Marvin's just showed me uh, a picture of Jessica Rabbit on the website www.imagesyoulike.com which I'm not sure if he's personalised I've googled it I, I, that's not like one of my favourites is that a private but file it, it wasn't one of my favourites till <laughs> she's now in, she's in a very provocative pose but I yeah. do remember Jessica Rabbit now of course um, now my early rabbit based fascination because I think it oh hang on a minute was that one of your farts yeah you see that's what happens <laughs> see I le- I lean forward you leant forward whilst I lean, looking I lean at forward to look at Jessica Rabbit a human version, a human Jessica version, Rabbit. Yeah. The Cabra's Caramel Bunny was my first uh, real crush on on, on animated yeah. sexual f- figures. Um, I enjoyed her a lot. Then I progressed through my teens. What was it about her? It was the voice, but it was also the cross of her legs, I think, that was quite seductive about yeah. her. Do you know who, who voiced the voiceover for... Do you know? Yeah. Talk to me. I think it's pronounced... Miriam Margulies. Oh, Grotbags. Oh, you've. Sorry. You've. You have just ruined everything, haven't you? Shit. Welcome to Breaking Child's Dreams. Yeah, you're, you're gutted about that, aren't you? Oh, really? I'm because. It's one of those things where you, you you just rather not know. No, I'm sorry. But you do now, and you're 42, so yeah. it is maybe time you've learnt some of those harsh truths. Leave it in the past. Leave it in the past. So who else with that? So you, you liked her. I liked her, and then I was going to say, I progressed to Scooby-Doo, of course, which I'm sure is a, is a common common thing. Which one, though? The intellectual do ginger have, one? Do you have or? to ask the question? The, the, the one that, which one would you rather spend your life with, though? The really attractive... Physically attractive blonde one, mm. or the more cerebral, engaging ginger one. A. Okay. Yeah, me, me too. No, she, no, no. I don't she, know. She had fiery red hair though, not blonde. You're thinking of Fred. Oh, <laughs> the lad who's in. He looked like he would be an Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> hey, school. Oh, it was a good show, Scooby Doo, wasn't it? It was excellent. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it was it pretty was scary though. I've seen some of them played back now. Didn't mm. you know Harvey doesn't like him? I felt, I always felt sorry for school janitors after that though, or or, or caretakers, because really that that whole industry has been marred by Scooby Doo. I think. Early. Yeah. Yeah, and then that university lecturer. Remember, he was accused of that woman's murderer who had the dodgy haircut. There was a drama done about him. I always thought his persecution in the media was a direct result of those Scooby-Doo cartoons. Mm. <laughs> Nicola, earlier on, my other half, said, em- em- embrace the silences. Yeah. Pod- she said podcasts. I don't know how much she listens to podcasts, no, actually. I, I, but I she's, her advice was, podcasts, enjoy the moments of silence. I don't know many people. Mm. who praise podcasts for their moments of silence. <laughs> but maybe we're underestimating. Maybe she has got a point. Yeah. Let's try it. I'm just waiting for you to punctuate the silence with a what? fart. Lean forward or something like that. Just... I'm sure this microphone is very powerful. It would have picked up that fart. Mm. 
So it is, it is an affliction then, isn't it? You just lean forward, you just move a little bit and then you fall. Oh yeah, yeah, I can move it. I, I mean, I don't know what they've done, to be quite honest. It's something to do with elastic bands, surgical elastic bands, not Did, something you just buy in a post. They've not just left some in by accident. Do you know the most sinister sentence that the, that the nurse said to me? She said, so when you first go to the toilet, you will notice, you'll notice a sponge. They've left a sponge in there? Yeah, I don't think carelessly. That's part of the procedure, so... Oh, good. Yeah. You don't want anything in there, really, do you? No, no, no. I remember as a kid, I made a massive error. I was around at my mate, a good mate of mine as a kid, Darren Smith. And um, his mum and dad had some salami in the, in the fridge. It had been sliced thinly, mm-hmm. but it still had the, you know, the, the wrap around it. Yeah. And I just thought that was a bit of a gristly sort of outer coating. You ate the wrap of it? I ate the wrap. Oh, I know thought, where this is going. Thought nothing of it. Mm. Gone to wipe my bum oh. the following day. Mm. And I thought, oh, what's that? had a little tug on it and I've gone oh that feels odd and it, it literally felt like just pulling out a tapeworm straight out of my bum and I'd heard about tapeworms and my first thought was shit tapeworm but at least I've got it I'll take it in as maybe do a project on it at school or something like that do an exhibit but it was the it was the salami wrapper which isn't as good a thing to take into school not not that they take <laughs> But I thought, fuck it, I'll take it anyway. Robin Dickinson, what have you brought in today? Well, long story. <laughs> A bit of debris. <laughs> Hang on. Jesus Christ, he can do it. That's how regular it can be. Christ. That's a brilliant thing to have. Though. After the initial shock of what you just did right in front of me, by leaning back and sort of like cocking your testicle arse area at me. Mm. But it doesn't smell. No, you're right. It doesn't smell. Bad news for our uh, new starter company. Bad news, indeed. Shit. Um, there's a guy, though, isn't there, called... You'd be aware of Mr Methane from Oldham. Um, no, I'm not. Oh, is he on the circuit, is he? He was, I don't think he does now, but he could do that. He could um, he could summon one. He could do Johnny Briggs theme tune, Coronation Street. He had a repertoire, and the finale to his act, dwarf, suit of armour, balloon in dwarf's teeth, methane, bent over, tube in anus, dart in tube, aimed at dwarf. Dart shoots out the straw. Pops balloon, curtains, good night. Incredible. Well, I went to the cricket the other night, Tam and I. Yeah. And um, we were in the party stand, weren't we? I yeah. kept calling it the fun stand. <laughs> the fun stand. <laughs> what a shit. What a, oh, we had a laugh about it. Um, but at one stage, an actual dildo would be fun about, wouldn't it? Now, we've all seen a comedy inflatable cock. Yeah. We've all enjoyed the presence of a comedy inflatable cock at, the, at a sporting event. Mm-hmm. This, though, mm. actual dildo. Yeah. So about 30 yards to our right, and clearly 10 to 12 inches of thick rubber on it. And I think there might have been a bit of pair, pair of hefty balls on the bottom of it as well. Uh, it definitely did. Just being lobbed around. Who's brought it? Yeah. And they do a search at the door as well. Imagine. I- imagine. I'm going to be needing this. That was a great analogy, wasn't it?
So, oh yeah, I was telling you um, last week, I've been trying to listen and read more right-wing yeah, things to that. balance me out. Because, you know, we are left of centre. Mm-hmm. But in The Guardian this morning, they've been talking about needing to stockpile food. Fuck's sake. What's going on? What's going on? You know, Russia, the bread queues. It's going to be the theme tune. To, this is the theme tune to Brexit. Digging bonkers in the gardens amid terraces. Digging bonkers? Bonkers. Oh, bonkers. <laughs> I thought that was another guy from the variety scene. Right. Oh, Digging Bonkers is on next. <laughs> Please welcome. Digging bonkers. <laughs> Digging bonkers. Uh, my partner, well, wife. Yeah. Um, Go a step further, wife. She's, she's already had a bit of a fear of the uh, apocalypse happening. Shit. And she wants to dig a bonker. Oh, shit. Seriously, she's had seri- she's I bought her a book on it as a joke, and she's read it from start to finish, and actually been quite inspired by it. She's plotted it all out. She's contacted the builder Dan. What what sort of apocalypse is she envisaging? Is it going to be nuclear war? Is it zombies? What kind? What what's the basis of it? Oh theory? no, she's not an idiot. Um, zombies. <laughs> yeah, no, she's quite comfortable with the situation and the threat posed by uh, North Korea. It, yeah. But no, it, it's um, apocalypse as in, you know, there's something in the... Re- if it starts to rain or something, or, or if a wind blows from the left and yeah. no one tells us about it, what are we going to do? Where are the kids going to go? Why haven't we got a bunker? Yeah. Your shit husband. So, obviously, I'm quite heavily opposed to making a bunker because it's going to cost about four grand. She's priced it out. Is this something you can get at your regular sort of B&Q or home base, or does she go to, go to like, a specific website? Or oh, Obviously, think... she's read the book, but yeah. is it all in the book? It's in the book, right. yeah. No, you've got. I mean, you could make it yourself if you had uh, the requisite DIY skills and a heavy duty shovel. I don't think it's going to happen, Mark. I don't think we're going to go bunker. No, no, no. But but also the the thing that we're lacking, and this is where the Yanks have it right, is the guns. The gun situation. Obviously, civilization as it is, we don't need the gun. No. But the minute that you're thinking the bunker's imperative and the zombies outside, uh-huh. that gun situation, and then who's laughing? The Yanks have. have they, they knew all done us, haven't they? Yeah. What would yeah. we do? We'd just throw cans of beans at them. But then, that, that's knackering your food supply. Yeah, because we've stockpiled the beans, haven't we? Because Polly Toynbee and The Guardian this morning has warned us about needing stockpiled food. If we all had to live on a big commune, like in um, 28 Days Later or something like that, mm-hmm. what would, and we all had to do individual tasks, what would your role be within the commune, do you think? I'd probably be a toilet attendant. Toilet attendant. But yeah. someone's going to have to do that. But it's not going to be like the normal, because civilization has broken down. There's going to be no regular sort of water So what you're supply. saying, they're going to be just shitting everywhere? People are going to, they're not even going to dig holes? I, I'm, I, just, I just don't think that your idea of a toilet attendant isn't going to be the same in a post-apocalyptic Britain as what I, it is now. No, but I, I'm not suggesting that I'm going to be one of the people who offers aftershave and a hand-drying facility afterwards. You ah, know, okay. Like you get in various bars of an, of an evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, have you ever taken up that option, by the way? Um, I have done a couple of times, but do I've been in, I've been incredibly drunk. Right, and do you, do you pay or do you just fuck off once you've got the spray? Um, I've thought about... What I want to do, because what everyone wants to do is wash their hands. Yeah. But you don't particularly want to take on the Paco Rabanne. 2018, that should be a free service, shouldn't it? Probably, yeah. But the, the, there is an obligation there, isn't there, for, for the man who's... Or woman. Well, no, it wouldn't be a woman, would it? Again, it's just dawned on me. No, it wouldn't be a woman. But again, that's a novel twist. The 
the butt plug fragrance in that setting will go down a storm. So many men out there needing this. There's an area of Preston called Moor Nook. It sounds lovely, doesn't it? Moor Nook. 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 Sounds like something from Jane Austen book or something like that. A, a nice place. Moor Nook. More Nooky. More Nooky. Oh, Mucky. Mucky, more Nooky. So we have more Nooky. More Nook is, is a pretty scary place. Okay. If you're in the situation that I was in on the day, being a kid's entertainer, uh-huh. going into a more Nook, family fun day. Mm. Why why did you put yourself through it? I don't know, mate. It was it was a decent fee for an hour's work, so I thought I'd do it. There's the answer. And I've got the usual cross-section of, of the child population. I've got three and four and five-year-olds who love the breakaway wand. Mm. They love that stuff. But then I've got the 14, 15 and 16-year-olds over in the corner with the hoodies who look like the deal spice. Mm. And that, that's not your traditional spice, your, your tarragon, your thyme. I don't think they are spices, I think they're herbs. But you know what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> I do. And um, to be fair... Because we pride ourselves in being robust entertainers who can do the same act, whatever setting it is. We're not sophisticated. Mm-hmm. We're just brave, brazen. Mm. Foolish. Foolish, say. talentless. I managed to keep the hoodies on board. With the same material Same material. as a four-year-old? Yeah, because I was doing a bit of a bit of a competition-based stuff. So I was doing like hula hoops, okay. um, limbo bar, getting the older kids involved. Yeah. Somehow, getting them on board. Yeah. A bit by abusing them, mm. because by abusing them... They're going, oh, this guy's all right, actually. You're entering their world. But as I'm abusing them all the time, I'm thinking, I've got to pack up soon. Mm. I won't be the guy with the mic. Mm. I'll just be a guy. Mm. I'll just be a guy who mm. earlier on was using his PA system yeah. to abuse and embarrass as a them. Almost. As a weapon. Because yeah. I was doing what I could to fucking survive in that moment on the Mornook family fun day. I finish. The members of staff move to another section of the building. Oh, I'm nervous. And then... It started. I was packing up. The older kids, they'd been given biscuits. They'd been given ice pops. Mm-hmm. In the hands of these kids, these become weapons. Mm-hmm. As I'm packing up my breakaway wand and my silks. Silks, for anyone not familiar with kids magic, are just things that you use to con children that you've actually got a profession worthwhile. Handkerchiefs. Handkerchiefs. I'm packing them up. Boom, I felt the first collision of confectionery against the wall next to me. I'm being hit by biscuits. Ice pop suddenly hit my foot. No adults around, just children, feral children, chucking confectionery and ice pops at me. What biscuit was it? It was a digestive. Sturdy. Yeah. One of them didn't even break. Hit me on the shoulder blade. Didn't break. Later, McVitie's. Every time I turn around to look at them, they just stared at me with dead eyes. None of them admitted it. None of them even laughing, just staring at me with dead eyes. I packed up, dashed to the 2003 Peugeot, pulled up the hatchback. I'm getting stuff in. Two of them run round. They're behind cars. They're chucking more biscuits at me. So they've got an army. They've got an army. They've got people positioned at the top of the cul-de-sac. The That's what I'm pitching. Yeah. Slingshots for the Garibaldi. Mate, yeah. <laughs> the, two, the two outside the car park, they've not been inside. Oh. They're suddenly outside with more... Where have they got the fucking biscuits from? 
terrified. Mate, really. And even though they're just kids, and even though they're just biscuits, mm. there's something... In a way, you'd rather them be chucking something else at you because it's almost like they're humiliating you. Yeah, they are, mate. You get you get twatted with a jammy dodge. And I, I, I was crying. I pissed myself a bit. <laughs> I even started letting out involuntary guffs. So again, it's another marketing angle for the children's entertainer under threat from kids in Mornock. <laughs> the butt plug. So, are we done? Yeah, we're done. We'll see you next time. Yeah, bye.